All right, welcome everybody to Legal Tech Week. This is the show where we talk about the top stories in legal tech and innovation from the past week. My name is Bob Ambrosi. I uh, am the host. I have the blog Lost Sites and the podcast Law Next. And uh, our panelists today, uh, first of all, we have uh, a, a ringer sitting in here uh, joining us today, David Horrigan. David, uh, David, I love your background. Uh, and I'm sure you can explain later why that is, but. Uh, yes. Well, uh, thanks for having me, yeah. Bob. And yes, when we get into the discussion of our dear friend, Monica Bay, will explain why I am gagging as I have the scene <laughs> behind me. <laughs> All right. And uh, Joe Patrice. <laughs> Hi, Joe Patrice from Above the Law and the Thinking Like a Lawyer podcast. And I do not have um, an awesome backdrop like uh, David does, but uh, but I tried to play with iPhone features today to like make cool images happen and I failed. So if anybody knows how to do that, let me know. You've got a pretty awesome background going on there, even if it's not virtual. And uh, Victor. Hi, everyone. Victor Lee from the ABA Journal. Um, I have my dog here. Um, she's she she's been snoring for the last like <laughs> like hour or so. So you know, if you hear any noise during the during the during the course of this conversation, that's probably her. Great. And hot off the flight from Morocco, Stephanie Wilkins. Yes, um, a way to play the dog, Victor. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, Stephanie Wilkins, uh, Editor-in-Chief of Legal Tech News at ALM, current Editor-in-Chief. I know we will be talking a lot about one of my predecessors today. We will be. Yep. Well, uh, sure enough, I you know, before we get to some of the news uh, this week in the, in the world of legal tech, uh, we did want to take a few moments to kind of stop and, and remember and celebrate. I think Monica Bay, who died this week at the way too young age of, of 74. Um, I, for some of us uh, on this panel and in the audience today, Monica was a, a, a longtime dear friend. Uh, some of you uh, probably never knew her uh, and some of you might never have even heard of her, but uh, for really for almost two decades. For, for 17 years, she was the editor of Law Technology News, which was the uh, the uh, magazine, the long-time long time ALM magazine that has morphed into Legal Tech News that Stephanie is now the editor of. And uh, uh, Monica, really in that role, kind of reigned supreme over the world of, of Legal Tech. There was nothing uh, that happened in Legal Tech that uh, that uh, Monica didn't uh, know about or talk to the people or uh, in some way maybe even influence. And I think beyond even that, Monica was really, she was a mentor to so many people. She was a, a role model to so many people, particularly particularly a lot of women in, in the legal tech world. And, and she was just a dear and trusted friend uh, to a lot of people. Um, I, I knew Monica going back uh, back to the beginning of her time at uh, law technology news and probably before that i don't actually remember when i first met monica but i i do remember meeting her when she was literally putting her very first issue of the magazine to bed because 
she called me in a in a in a little bit of a panic uh, about the day before I think it was because uh, one of the somebody was supposed to have written something fell through and she had a hole to fill uh, that was in the days when print publications actually had holes to fill uh, and uh, she asked if I could write something about the Y2K uh, bug that everybody was panicking about way back then. And uh, I did that, and uh, next thing I know, she had wrote me into writing a column in every issue, which I did for another 15 years after that. And uh, of course, I, I also worked worked in at ALM in New York, uh, and uh, got to see her in the offices on a, on a regular basis, and, and was friends with her for a long time. Um, so I, what we're going to do today, uh, before we get to the other stories, I, I am going to, uh, first of all, I, I want to hear a little bit. I, I know in particular, Victor worked with, with Monica, and David worked with Monica and, and uh, knew her in a number of ways. I want to hear from panelists. And then I'm, I'm going to, if, if anybody in the audience wants to hop on their mic uh, uh, after, after we hear from Victor and, and David, I'll invite you to, to do that. Uh, by raising your hand, and I can I can uh, open your mic up and, and let you talk uh, if you want to do that, um, and uh, and then we'll get to some of the some of the stories this week. But um, Victor, you 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 worked with her in a lot of ways. Uh, you know, kind of got your career on the track it's on uh, in some ways from 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 working with her. So why don't we hear from you first? Yeah, and like um, yeah, I echo everything you said. Um, I mean, I kind of fell into it kind of a little bit backwards like um you know i think i went 2013 i guess it was when i was at alm uh so i was already hired at the american lawyer as a, as a magazine writer and whatnot and so then they brought in like these um management consultants you know if anyone didn't watch office space it's basically these two two bobs where they were literally in a conference room for like months um and like writing stuff on the board and like you know having these like not so not so clandestine I mean, because we all knew they were there uh, Be careful so, of bobs. Yeah. Okay. Ah. <laughs> so we all we all knew what they were there for. Like they were there, they were there to, to figure out who they were going to lay off. And so so finally, on like the day after they left, that's when the layoff started. Like we were we were we we, we knew they were coming. We, we didn't know whether it was going to be like an immediate thing or whether it was going to be like oh they're going to write a report and then they're going to implement it. But no, it was immediate. And mm -hmm. so um, Dave Brown, who was the executive editor at the time, called me into his office. And he never called me ever ever. Like I don't even think he knew who I was. But he called me into his office. I was like, oh, shit, I'm getting fired. <laughs> um, so so I walked in and like Monica was there and I was just like, OK, well, he's not going to fire me in front of her. Right. I mean, unless she's like the new like unless she was there to make sure I didn't like, you know, try to kill him or something, uh, <laughs> which, you know, uh, um, don't put it past me. But, um, but 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 then, you know, I was like, I remember, you know, so they said, you know, like, you know, we, we eliminated your job. We wanted to, we wanted to figure out a way to keep you. And you know we you'd, you'd written some tech, I mean I'd written some tech articles for the American Lawyer and um, I guess Monica liked them and so you know they asked her whether she'd be willing to take a chance on me and she said yes and I was surprised because like I didn't really know her that well um, you know she was kind of like she was she was she was kind of a mythical character even like you know back then I mean just I mean for me like you know we were kind of siloed with like our own little group like you know I I pretty much only talked to like you know the magazine folks or like you know maybe a few people here and there so I never. I never, I never knew much about her, but she always kind of like had this like kind of like essence or aura about her that was intimidating, but also like, you know, like you knew like she, you know, she was just like, 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 like the person for this kind of stuff. And so, so, you know, I mean, I remember just, just, just thinking back on it this week, I was just like, yeah, man, she could have just been like, no, I don't want him. 
Um, I want I want an experienced writer. I want someone who knows what they're doing. I'm not here to I'm not here to like babysit or like you know hold someone's hand. But she she took a chance on me, and like you know, you know, I learned so much from her. The stuff that I still I still rely on, and you know, I mean. I, I mean, I, I only worked for her for six months because I was already looking for other jobs at that point, even before I started working with her. But, you know, sometimes, you know, people just, you know, make a, make an impact on you no matter how, how much time you spend with them. And, like, I learned a lot from her just as how to, how to approach tech stories. I learned a lot from her about how to, like, you know, write, write them. I mean, I still use a lot of lessons that she taught me to this day. I mean, like, like, like one thing that she, one thing that she I, I really remember is that, like, she said, don't ever take someone's word if they say that they're the first ones to do it or if they're the only ones to do it or blah, blah, blah. Because chances are there's someone else out there and they're going to be pissed and then you have, you have a whole shit storm you got to deal with. So um, that, 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 that one's always stuck with me. And then also, you know, she liked to say the perfect is the enemy of the good. And that, was, that was another thing that, I, that, 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 you know, kind of stuck with me as well. And I just learned so much from her. And then she's like, she's such a, such a warm person. Like she was so like, you know, just like, you know, I mean, obviously, like I said, she knew everything. She knew everybody. She was respected by everybody. And, you know, looking back on it, it was kind of like, well, yeah, of course, she didn't feel too worried about having me work for her because she was ultimately the one in charge. So, you know, I couldn't really mess up as long as she was, you know, supervising me. So, you know, it was it was a great security blanket to have. And I still relied on her even like after I left, like after, especially after I became a lawyer, uh, not lawyer, after I became an editor, I would still like call her up and ask her for advice and whatnot. Um you know, and the last time I spoke with her, it was it was it was difficult. And you know, I I, I do want to. I mean, I I don't I don't think they're, but I I mean, I do. You know, want to express appreciation to her family for taking care of her. Like you know, these kind of things are always tough tough for some people like them, um, on, on your family members and whatnot. And you know, I I think you know Bill and especially you know, they 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 really did a lot of great work the last you know few years just taking care of her and making sure she was okay and 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 whatnot. And so. You know, it's it's it's, it's a sad it's obviously a sad occasion, but you know, um, considering everything that that you know I've 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 gotten from her and everybody else here has gotten from her, you know, I, you know, it's 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 nice to be able to see everyone just kind of talk about the impact that she had and 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 the influence that she had, and just kind of remembering that because that's that's how I remember her, you know, just the ultimate teacher, the ultimate mentor, and just the ultimate the ultimate friend. I mean, she was she was a good person, and I'm gonna miss her a lot. So thank you, Monica. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a great tribute. And the bill that you mentioned is her brother, Bill Bill Bay, out out in California. Um, I, some people may wonder why I'm not just jumping right to Stephanie, who's her sort of her successor. But Stephanie, you never knew her, right? You did you ever meet her at all? Or no, I did no? not. I've obviously heard a lot of stories about her. Yeah. I mean, I heard a lot of stories about, about my predecessors. Um, and they've all been fasting. A lot of it was what Victor said, and you know, a lot of stories about what words you could use and what words you could not use. And it's funny, a lot of the things I start to hear about her now, I do find I'm similar in. So I think that's interesting. But yeah, I I take yeah. it as a compliment that multiple people have told me that they see some Monica in me. But I'm, I yeah. wish I had met her and gotten to know her. Yeah, you would have liked her and she would have liked you. Um, David, you definitely knew monica tell us about some of your memories of her gee bob we could have five edition episodes <laughs> on great monica stories um as bob knows because he was my boss at the time um i met monica on september 11th 2001 um where we both went down to uh cover the attacks in the world trade center um for alm and um 
it's funny at the time that no one considered it a legal technology story and no one, Bob and I had a colleague who shall remain nameless who said, why do you need to go down to the World Trade Center? This isn't a legal story. But of course it was. But there were more than that person who questioned whether it was a legal technology story. And it was because we now live in this era of cloud computing. Those of us who are already in the workforce in 2001 will remember uh, cloud computing. Yeah, maybe if you paid seven figures for disaster recovery, they could try to get your stuff back. But you were toast. And so it was, in fact, a legal technology story. And so Monica and I ended up going down there and she had to stop for supplies. And we were partnered with two lawyers, for, not lawyers. Actually, I think one or both of them may have been lawyers, but they were reporters for the American lawyer. And uh, they were eager to get down there. And Monica's like, I got to stop for supplies. And at this time, stuff is still going on. We didn't know whether there were going to be more attacks, more bombings, what, it was, what was going to happen. And um, so uh, I said, I got to wait with Monica. I'm like, oh, well, you're missing out on the story of a, of a lifetime. Um, and that is what was happening. But um, Monica and I ended up getting down there and they didn't. It was just freaky. And I could um, take the entire program talking to you about how we got down there, how we got back. The one thing I will add is that Monica and I had to get back to the New York Law Journal by 5 p.m. So we got a rickshaw. That was the only way to get to the streets of Manhattan. And if you've ever seen Monica Bay hail a cab, you haven't seen anything until <laughs> you have seen her hail a rickshaw on the afternoon of 9-11. It was um, a sight to behold. Um, there was Monica, of course, Victor brought up the verboten vorta, the, the words that are forbidden. And solution is the biggest one. And it's now like fingernails on the chalkboard to me because people in tech, I don't think, realize how often they say solution. It's all the expletive time. And so Monica banned it. And then at 451 Research, there was another four years of my life where solution was banned. So there's that one. There's the cheaters interview style. Monica was a big fan. Uh, we, if you believe it or not, there used to be Legal Tech New Orleans. And so Monica and I were down there for that. We're stuck at the New Orleans airport. The Bloody Marys at the New Orleans Louis Armstrong International Airport <laughs> are exquisite. And if you're stuck there drinking them, watching the TV show Cheaters, watch the interview style of the guy after the, the paramour is busted for the unfaithfulness in the relationship. The Cheaters interviewer is in there with probing questions. Monica was a fan. That that that's great, and I I, I mean I I, I so vividly uh, remember that 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 day nine eleven for so many reasons of course, but I, I I remember the two of you getting back and and Monica just took these just horrible horrific but but amazing photographs uh, uh, of what what you saw there and you you came back with these tatters of 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 papers and things that charred tatters of papers that were kind of floating in the air where they were like legal briefs and and legal documents and and all sorts of things uh, that you found there um certainly uh a, a day that that forged a friendship uh that uh, lasted uh, lasted for the rest of uh, your lives for you and monica um well, again, did you know oh, I'm sorry, Bob. Yeah. One yeah. last thing I'll say is that yeah. I, guess I should tell the viewers why that evil empire Death Star is behind me. And that is because, okay. you know, Monica was a huge fan of the New York Giants. Oh, oh, she probably liked the Giants too, but the New York Yankees. 
And uh, she had tickets and ALM, of course, had tickets for years. Hey, Stephanie, does ALM still have season tickets to the Yankees? You should get them if they do. <laughs> but anyway. They're, they're keeping it a secret from me if they do. I don't know. Yeah. Because I mean they don't exist. <laughs> yeah, those were the old days. That was, gosh, Bob, too long ago. But anyway, Monica would get the tickets a lot. And um, other people, went, whether Monica had her own private tickets, Judge Peck would go a lot. And uh, Bob and I, I guess, would treacher in one time. And I, I don't know where the photo is, but I went to Yankee Stadium with a Boston Red Sox cap on with Monica. She was, of course, um, going into apoplectic seizures. But the New Yorkers could not have been more charming and warming. I mean, it was just wonderful. That was the embrace me with open arms. And here's to you, Monica. How many great experiences? It, it, it's so funny uh, after looking at some of the comments, I, I wrote a story last week about, about her death and, and put it on LinkedIn and the, the LinkedIn post generated so many comments, but I, I think almost everybody, almost everybody who commented had a baseball story or a solution story <laughs> about Monica. Uh, I thought that was really funny. Um, but uh, now that you're a relativity, you can say solution all you want, right? Yeah. <laughs> Still verboten, Bob. Still banned. <laughs> Offering. All right. All right. Over on the dark side there. Um, no, kidding. Um, Joe, did you know Monica at all? Or did you? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so like, like, like you may have known if you're like a longtime viewer, listener to this show, so many people say I do this and also write for Above the Law. Uh, when, when she left ALM, we brought her on to write for Above the Law, uh, and oh, she had a column with us for a while. Uh, the first time I met her was right after we had brought her on. I actually hadn't met her before. We walked in, and we were going to have a panel discussion that I was moderating with me and Ellie Mistal and her. And uh, so I didn't know her at all. And it was uh, it was something that I probably should have been more, more prepped on. Uh, I expected kind of a very calm panel discussion and just a uh, firecracker from the beginning. Uh, like we went through, like it was a conversation about just like the business of law, but we went into digressions about rock music that she covered back in the day and uh, legal tech, which it wasn't even necessarily what we were talking about at that point and uh, partners and the problem with equity partners. And it was, it was just, uh, it was wild because especially because like, with Ellie, her and me, like once we all figured out our rhythm, it was a really fun show. And I actually I didn't know as though there was any recordings of it. And then I found that we had a recording of it, uh, which was which I listened to earlier this week, which was a lot of fun, too. Uh, so, yeah, no, I met her then. And then I met her a few more times after that. Uh, and she was always so warm and excited to chat, even, you know, like we didn't know each other all that well. She would ask questions about like previous things that we had done together. And I was like, yeah, no, we did this and that. And she always was excited and warm uh, to talk about those things. Uh, and it was great. Uh, she was so wonderful. And even though I didn't know her as well as a lot of other folks did on this call, I thought she was one of the best people I met in this job. Yeah, well, that's true. Um, all right, let's turn to the listener lines. <laughs> Uh, no, I did want to see if anybody in the audience wants to. I see a couple a couple of hands going up. Uh, so uh, Cindy Fox, I think, if that hand is up on purpose, I'm going to let you. Uh, I'm going to. Bob, I saw Tradenic in there as well, volunteering. Yeah, yeah, I see a few more. But Cindy, I think, did you want to talk? Or was that a mistake? 
you might have to unmute her for I did oh Ask that was okay. a mistake that's a wonderful friday afternoon yeah mistake sorry about that no problem okay all right well uh we will uh go to uh john turnanic john hi guys hey john hey john is there video as well or just audio i think it's just Let's see, can I do your video? Uh, I can promote you temporarily to a panelist. If you want, you want video? I'm happy to do it. Wave to everybody. But I don't need to stay up there. I think <laughs> I just did it. There you go. There you are. Hey, everybody. Hey, Skip John. So many familiar faces. Uh, I thought I'd share a couple things with you. So I go back with Monica to I guess it had to be 98 or 99 uh, or 2000. And I, I don't know the timeline of quite when she started, but she was pretty new back then. Is that jibe with the timeline you guys remember? 98 is when she started as uh, editor of Law Technology News. There you uh, go. And, so, and uh, not that everybody in the world doesn't know who you are, but you might want to just say real quick who you are. Oh, hell, um, I'm just a viewer. Um, <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> all right but that's good i'm the founder of merlin search technologies by the way john next time i introduce you on any program i'm just going to say and it's john tradenic he's just a viewer <laughs> hey we released bill 100 today of our software full llm integration i'm so excited but it was 20 years building catalyst before we sold it and 20 as a trial lawyer and a partner at holland and hart and it was as a trial lawyer and partner in Holland and Hart, I got to know <laughs> Monica in those early days, I guess because of the Catalyst spin out and some writing. Um, but I go back to Rio de Janeiro and uh, there was an international law firm that wanted me to come and speak about all this new technology in Rio uh, and, uh, and actually wanted me to organize a program and they, but they didn't have any budget to pay anybody. And my firm was part of this international consortium. So I could go and uh, Todd Miller, an old partner of mine could go, but they wanted some other speakers. And I, um, I was thinking of the Jim Canes and some of the other Eidelman's pioneers, but they weren't about to fly to Rio to give a talk for free, uh, not without their expenses. So it was kind of a stumper. And I got to know Monica and it hit me that, oh, Monica might like to speak and maybe maybe her group would um, pay her way, do it for free. And I, I called her and she said, you know, they've asked me to get out and speak more. And I think this might work. And she got totally excited about this trip to Rio and well, she should have. And so we get down there and Beth Kellerman, who you might know from Apple, happened to be down there, not in that role, but as a pinch hitter for a consulting group she's with. So uh, several of us down there having a ball, but the conference came up and uh, we're sitting there the night before I've got my program together, whatever, nothing new. And Monica confides in me that she's never given a talk before, let alone a keynote. <laughs> and suddenly it's hit her as she's naturally scared to death. And so I jump in into this newfangled thing called slides. I think it was Harvard graphics back then. 
And I said, I'll help you out. I'll make a deck. And 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 boy, what a kick of downloading images through a phone modem uh, all the way from wherever, you know, to put pictures on our slides and to set them up. And we worked well into the night to get her ready, like way late. And then it came time to give her advice on the keynote. And I said, Monica, I got one piece of advice for you. And you got to get it right and get it in your head. And she's like, what is that? And I said, what you do when you start this talk, you do not say, well, my name's Monica, and I've never given one of these talks before. Uh -huh. And I'm trying not to bore you too much. We'll get through this quick, and you can have lunch. And she's like, what? And I said, no. You tell them your name and how excited you are to be talking about this great topic. And you never let them see you sweat, so to speak. And I practiced with her, and, um, and she kind of got it. And she went off to go to sleep and uh, me too. And the morning came and uh, it's the only conference I've ever seen where we had a brownout, by the way, right in the middle of the day. Um, but the time came for old Mana to get up and her deck's ready, excited to go. And she's nervous as hell. And how do you think it started, guys? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Monica, and I never did this before. And I just went, oh, man. It's like uh, my days of preparing witnesses for deposition, and you might know that the first thing you say is, only answer the damn question and not another word. And the witness says, I got it. And they say, what is your name? I'm Jane Smith, and I really didn't know anything about this, except I didn't know um, But... We became fast friends, and of course, she became a wonderful speaker because all of us started that way. And um, and I'm proud to say, and she would too, uh, that uh, Monica and I slept together in uh, <laughs> in, in Europe. In London. More and details that, than we needed, John. <laughs> that, that raised some eyebrows. You remember when they were doing Legal Week over in London? Uh, and 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 I went, and she was there. And you know how that is to pop over there, particularly the jet lag's bad. It's tough. Yeah. And we're over there the day before in the conference room. We were getting ready and we're hanging out and nothing to do that night. And Monica said, well, there's this play I want to see. It's big rage in New York. It's called Art. This is a long time ago. And there's a good reason if you don't remember it. But she said, I'd like to go. And I said, damn, I'd do that. I heard about the theater in London. Let's go. So the two of us went and we're able to get tickets and we're sitting there. I can still picture it in the, uh, not front row, but you know, 30 rows up center, pretty good seats. And it had these good reviews and it was the most boring damn play I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and there we are sitting and, a, and, and it's jet lag because halfway through the first half, I'm snoring. And she's like, whack, 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 <laughs> wake me up. And I'm embarrassed a little, but I mean, you're beat. And there's the second act and she's snoring and I whack her. <laughs> and I said, Monica, we can tell people we slept together in London. <laughs> That's great. Well, John, I really appreciate your, your sharing those stories. And, uh, and I'm sure you have many, many more, but uh, let me uh, let me try and get a few more a few more no people problem. in here. And uh, thanks a lot. Live from Colorado. That was John.
John Trudenick. You're in Colorado, right? I assume. Yeah. Yeah. All Beautiful right. I'm going to de demote you. And uh, thanks a lot, John. Appreciate it. Good to see all you guys. Yeah. Um, why am I not demoting you? Hold on a second. I'm demotable. I you are demotable. <laughs> it's not letting me do it though. Yeah. There you go. He demoted himself. Good. Okay. Uh, Kathy Kenton, are you ready to go? What's that? Kathy, you got video. You got audio. You want video, or you good with? Oh, I don't care either way. Um, hi. Thank you. Thank you for including me. I'll on put that. you on video if you want. Sure. Why not? Uh, I'll put my hand down so we don't have to look at my hand. And where's the video going? Didn't happen. Did what did I do? Kick you out? Okay. There you are. Uh, well, we can still I hear you. There you. There you go. Okay. Here I are. Okay. So, um, first of all, I have to thank Monica for um, introducing me to David. As many people know, David and I are very dear friends. Um, we met because of her relationship with David, um, her meeting David at 9-11. I was, I'll never forget, I was in um, New York for September Legal Week, right after 9-11, um, which ALM said, I was the director of marketing at the time for law.com. And um, ALM said that they were absolutely going forward with the with the conference. And I told my team they didn't need to go to New York if they weren't comfortable, that I would go and take it over. And the first night that I got there, Monica said, you've got to come to dinner with me and meet this new guy that I met while I was covering the, the event. And his name's David Horrigan. And we've been invited to meet David and some of his friends at a restaurant in town. And I guess that was kind of the beginning of the end. Um, obviously, <laughs> I think um, I met you, Bob, through, through Monica at the time. Um, we were all kind of working together. My relationship with Monica goes back to before she moved to New York. Uh, she was she was writing for the recorder and I was in San Diego uh, as the um, VP of sales and marketing for Abacus Law. And so we we had some conversations. My favorite story that I like to share, and I won't I'll try to keep this as short as possible. Um, we were in L.A. for Legal Tech L.A many years ago. And Monica said, hey, come to a, I have, I have tickets for the Dodgers versus the Yankees. Why don't you come with me? And I thought, well, it's always a baseball story. Right. Baseball story. And, and like David, uh, because my husband is from Boston, I'm really more of a Red Sox fan than a Yankees fan. And I'm also a Padres fan instead of a Dodgers fan. So I thought, okay, I can go. I want them both to lose. I really don't care who wins? Monica and I are not going to get into a pissing contest because she's in favor of the Yankees and I'm in favor of the Dodgers. So I thought this will be a good neutral ground. I drove. Um, I had driven to L.A. and I picked up Monica. We went to the game. I had one beer at when we first arrived at um, Dodger Stadium. 
And coming back from the game, I was dropping her off and then driving back to San Diego. So it was about 1130, quarter to 12. I'm driving through the streets of L.A. to find Monica's hotel. We get to a place where there was it, the street turned into a one way going the other way. And I had to make a turn immediately after making the turn. I was pulled over by the highway patrol who decided that I had made the wrong turn and they decided to they wanted to do a field sobriety test and I submitted to that and I I wasn't drunk by any matter by any measure um and Monica piped up with I'm a licensed attorney in California this is and she's sitting in the passenger seat going off about why um why this was inappropriate and I'm like Monica I'm going to end up in jail if you don't be quiet. So <laughs> please be quiet. Um, she finally piped down. They let us go. I took her to ho her hotel. I dropped her off and sub and then drove two and a half hours back to San Diego, arriving in the middle of the night. I decided I wanted to fight the ticket because it was wrong. Um, in hindsight, I probably should have paid the $200 fine and gone to, to traffic school. Um, but with Monica's encouragement and a letter in my pocket from her about <laughs> how this was absolutely a miscarriage of justice, I made three trips to Los Angeles to traffic court <laughs> and ultimately had the matter dismissed when the highway patrolman didn't show up for the court date. And I was, like Monica, rather resentful that I didn't get my day in court. And I kept saying, but I want to I want to tell my side of the story. And everybody was like, Kathy, down, girl, take your win and go away. You know? So but thanks to Monica, she almost had me thrown in jail. So, <laughs> so Monica story. So well before yeah. there was Do Not Pay, there was Monica Bay. Ah, very good. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> hey, Bob, I think um, Kathy brings up an excellent point. How many people on this program know someone else on this program because of Monica Bay? Um, I met Judge Peck 20 years ago. I've had him at Relativity Fest for the Judicial Panel for years. Met him through Monica. I mean, dinner with Monica and him one night. Um, Gretchen DeSutter said some great stories in the chat. Um, longtime legal technology aficionado. I and Bob, I think you too met Gretchen through Monica. So Monica was just great bringing everyone together. I knew Gretchen before Monica was born. That's a Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. I Gretchen, I literally met like Gretchen, who was in the audience, can confirm this. Like I think within the first week or two or month anyway, of first starting at Thomson Reuters. Uh, so uh way back when. Um, she, uh, we, we were, uh, we used to have a thing called the editor exchange and, uh, I was on the planning board for that and went out to uh, meet and they had just hired Gretchen and she was helping us plan that, that editor exchange. Yeah. I mean, um, so it's kind of piggyback off what yeah. David said. It was just like, even now it's like, whenever I'm looking for people to interview or just social talk on background or like potential podcast guests, very often I'll stop, I'll find myself going back to like my old email archive and be like, oh, okay, well. Monica introduced me to John Tradenic, or Monica introduced me to you know this person, or or, or what else, and then I'll just I'll, then I'll just I'll, I'll just cue that up, you know. So yeah, I mean, 
you know, yeah, just watching her at Legal Tech, it was like, it, it really was like watching a rock star. Like, it was kind of like she knew everybody. Everybody wanted to talk to her. Everybody wanted to, like, be around her. So it's kind of like, you know, because even, so even though I worked for her, it's like, I really never spoke to her during, during Legal Tech because she always had, like, a crowd around her, so. Um, there's somebody on the phone, I think, who wants to be able to talk but can't raise their hand. I'm trying to figure out. There's several people on the phone. I'm not sure which one it is, so if you can let me know that. Um, I mean, according to the chat, there's some uh, some folks. John Bream apparently is on the phone, right. but right. Yeah. But there's two different phones. I'm not sure which one wow. is hit. Although one six one two, and I think John is in Minneapolis, right? Right. That would be my guess. Maybe I'll try that. All right. I've just let six one two five nine nine four zero two six talk. Is that John? Maybe not. Kathy, I'm going to. Uh, it's muted. Uh, yeah, it's muted. Yeah, it's what, muted that line is muted, so you might oh, need to unmute right. it. I'm trying to unmute it. There, oh, there go. we go. All right. Kathy, thank you. I'm going to drop you down. Kent John? Hi, Bob. Yeah. This is John Bream at Minneapolis Star Tribune. How are you? I'm uh, very good. Heard heard your name many times. Uh, yeah, Mon Monica. Monica probably <laughs> referred to me as, as JB. Um, yeah. I've probably known Monica longer than any of you all, and you can probably uh, blame me for getting her started in journalism. We go back to 1971. We won't hold that against you. Okay. We go back to 1971. I was the assistant arts editor at the University of Minnesota Daily, which at the time would have been the equivalent of the local alt-weekly, although we were daily, but we had an entertainment section that came out every Friday. And we ran an ad of this guy at a typewriter. This was back when we still had manual typewriters in the Minnesota Daily Office, and Robert Zimmerman of Hibbing, Minnesota, got his start writing at the Minnesota Daily. Why don't you sign up to be a critic? <laughs> that would be Bob Dylan, of course. And um, Monica responded to the ad to be a, a music critic. And I thought there was some promise in, in her writing, and, and I said to, I was the art, assistant arts editor, and I said to my my colleague who was the boss, I said, you know, there's no women writing about music. Let's give her a shot. So we hired Monica, and I guess she would probably blame me for making her such a tough editor because I was a fairly demanding editor. A 20-year-old smart aleck telling a 22-year-old grad student how to write. <laughs> and uh, I did learn that she became a great editor, as all of you folks certainly know. Um, I wrote a few pieces for some of her uh, law publications. I remember one I did on uh, politicians turned rainmakers, and I uh, interviewed Vice President Mondale for that. But as you all learned over the years, Monica is a very strong personality. She was very determined. She was very assertive. And uh, she always made a memorable impression. And maybe back in the early 70s, uh, it was because not only her personality, but the, her look. She wore short skirts and heels in an era when everyone else was wearing like bell bottoms and earth shoes. And um, 
I'll tell you uh, one rock and roll story we had. I, after leaving the college newspaper, I became the music critic at the daily newspaper in Minneapolis, and I still am, 48 years and counting. And um, Monica started out in sociology grad school, switched to journalism, abandoned that, and went back to San Francisco to go to law school. So I went to um, the 1976 Thanksgiving weekend. I went out to the band's last walls. Um, many of you may know who the band was. Great, great group from Canada. It was going to be their last show. It's a famous film um, made by Martin Scorsese. And all stars were playing there. Dylan was playing there. Neil Diamond, Van Morris, and Joni Mitchell. Everyone was, was singing there. So I, I get a couple of, of press passes, and back then things were a little looser than they are now. So the press pass got us backstage, and you know you're, you're walking around backstage. You know you don't belong there, but you're there, so you're going to go. It's free. You look over your shoulder, you see this one door, and it has a Groucho nose on it, and you realize this is not the powder room has to powder your face. This is the powder room as in the cocaine powder room. <laughs> and Mo Monica goes, she, she sees someone, she recognizes, she says, oh, there's Steve Stills. I interviewed him from Crosby, Stills and Nash. So we walk up to Steve Stills. Of course he remembers Monica. He doesn't know me from Adam, <laughs> but everyone remembers Monica after they've met her once. You know, she, she makes herself so memorable. And so there, there's Monica and I and Steve Stills. And then I look up and realize, no, it's not just Steve Stills, Monica and I. It's Steve Stills, Ringo Starr, and Eric Clapton. And these two yokels are sitting there talking to her only because Monica got us in there. And, um, you know, I, I kind of look back at Monica's life and career. Everything with her was sort of, unpredictable and unconventional. You know, she didn't follow the path of getting married and having kids that her parents probably wanted to, her to. She became a, a female rock critic at a time when there were very few of those. She became a lawyer who didn't really practice law. And she became a Yankee fan, which <laughs> the Monica I knew before then didn't know a football from a basketball. Yeah. And here she was, she became the most rabid Yankee fan ever. And I think there's probably not one person who's on this um, call who didn't go to a Yankee game with her. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we all have many, many memories of, of Monica. And um, I, I could share many because she was such a loyal friend. Um, when I sent my son off to um, college at Boston University, um being a, a lowly, uh, low-paid uh, working journalist and having to shell out 50 grand a year for tuition for my son at a private school, I find out two weeks before Thanksgiving that school's closed for Thanksgiving. So it's like, what are we going to do? I don't have the money to, to buy a ticket now. It wasn't in my budget. It wasn't in my planning. Lo and behold, I call Monica. She says, sure, have Andrew come down and spend Thanksgiving with me. So he got on the bus, Monica picked him up, showed him around New York. 
And that's just the kind of friend she was yep. to all of us. Yeah. John, those well, are, thank you those for letting me share some, some ancient memories. Yeah, those those are really those are really great memories. I really appreciate uh, that perspective of the kind of the pre legal tech Monica. The, the, we, we've all we've all heard stories from her of of those days, but uh, never from uh, <laughs> never from a, a second source to confirm them. Before. So that's <laughs> that, that's really great. I really appreciate it. Thanks. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Now, is there anybody else who wants to uh, chime in here before we uh, wrap up? I know John's John Shaughnessy. You're you're on the call. Did you want to? Uh, there's another person who uh, knew Monica well over the years. But there you go. John. Do you want to go on camera or are you good uh, with just voice? Oh, sure. You can put me on camera. Here we go. I'm promoting you, promoting <laughs> you to camera. Maybe this is Maybe. slow promotion. Got to work your way up through the ranks. I could use a little career boost, Bob. <laughs> It should, it's supposed to be, I don't know why this takes so long to do. In oh, theory, here we go. Let me... We can hear you. Okay. You have to do something. There you go. All there right. There you go. Hey, John. There. To nice to see you, Bob. And nice to see everybody. Um, actually, I just, I wanted to mention briefly a Monica memory that you talked about, Bob, and this one is props to Gretchen, but it was the night that the four of us had dinner and sort of innocently found ourselves over in Times Square. And uh, we're, we're counting down the minutes because I think Gretchen, Gretchen can confirm this, but we had, uh, we had a time frame for when Monica's picture was going to go up on the screens on Times Square with the message. And... Um, so we just happened to be hanging out on the sidewalk when the picture went up and it was, it was just a <laughs> wonderful moment and one that I think only Gretchen could have pulled off. But the, uh, the great thing about it was to consider, you know, Monica cast this long shadow over, you know, everything. She was, she was just larger than life in every way. And to see her, that the smiling mug beaming down from the big screens on Times Square was just a, a perfect way to celebrate everything that she meant to us and in our work with her. And, uh, and then I think just everything that um, she loved about New York, you know, she was such a big fan of New York. And, uh, so it was it was really cool to be there with her and with you and with Gretchen to uh, uh, to see that one happen when it did. It was it was really a, just a fun moment. It was a great moment. That was her retirement from uh, law tech, legal tech news. Uh, and uh, and uh, it must have been right in the middle of legal tech, I, I think. Uh, 
that that happened. Or, or there was also a party, actually, speaking of John Turnenick, I think Catalyst actually helped throw a party for her at Legal Tech that year um, when she retired. So it was a it was a wonderful, uh, a wonderful celebration, a surprise. That's right, Turnenick. Well, yeah, he's always in the band. He's the drummer. But uh, that's right. Well, John, that's great. Thanks so much for uh, taking the time to to share share that. Well, thank thank and, uh, you. I know you didn't you didn't say it, but for people who don't know, you were uh, at Thompson Reuters at the time, as was Gretchen. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so a lot of people will will know you, but some on the call may not know may not know that. Yeah. Yeah, and she uh, was she was always kind, even to PR people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As long as you didn't say solution, you could get away. Nope. With it. All right, John, thanks so much. Good to see you. Yeah, I'm going to demote you, you back to an audience member. Okay. Um, am I going to do that? Why am I having trouble with this? You need a solution for how to demote people? I do. <laughs> there we go. I was looking for the word demote. All right, John, you should be disappearing now. Uh, all right. Uh, well, um, was there anybody else? I mean, we, we may not get to the week stories uh, this week, but that's okay. I think this has been uh, this has been good to have this conversation uh, and uh, allow people to to talk about Monica. Um, any other uh, hand raises coming up? Uh, um, I don't see any others. I do. I I can say I, I know that there are are plans being made for uh, memorial services, but I, as far as I know, they are not written in stone yet. Uh, um, yeah, as Jeff Jeff Brand said, Monica is all the stories this week, but uh, there will be something on the west coast, and there will be something on the east coast in New York, um, possibly at the Hilton, which believe it or not was. Monica's favorite hotel. <laughs> I, you know, she can't. She can't be perfect in every what? way. I don't know. Yeah, I was gonna say, why, why introduce? Why introduce a failing now? <laughs> but uh, uh, stay tuned for that. Well, it's like how we all love the Hyatt. It's like how we all love the Hyatt Regency. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, we all love the Hyatt. No one does. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, uh, I, I uh, maybe, maybe we're better off to just kind of leave it leave it at this point rather than trying to get into any any of the week's news because uh, none of it uh, kind of matters much in in the face of uh, what we've been what we've been talking about here. Yeah. Um, wait a minute. What, what was what's this photo that John just sent? I don't see it. See if it's something. Oh yeah. I've got that photo too, but I'll put that up on my blog or something. Maybe I'll put some more photos up if people send some photos. Um, but uh, all right, well, uh, any 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 other thoughts or closing words or words of wisdom or anything else from any of you folks? David, our our chat says since you're a special guest this week yeah, and a special friend yeah, of Monica's, people, you, you, sh you should close people want to hear more so. from david you're muted 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 david muted sorry about that i was about to say i don't know about that uh, joe or laura but bob um 
she let me think god there's so many from which to choose um let me think uh, give me 30 seconds while you're talking about something else bob i'm trying to think which one or just there, there's so many that i don't know if monica would want me to share them but yeah, uh, uh, we already heard about her sleeping with Virginia. yeah uh, so <laughs> well, then, yeah, you know what? What and doing what, cocaine with John Bream? So I mean, we're you know we're 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 all downhill from here. Well, yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> to, to keep it PG, um, how many people had Pete's Coffee with Monica, and how many of them had ever heard of Pete's Coffee, other than people from San Francisco? And um, you know, we talked about Monica's love for the Yankees. Uh, the San Francisco Giants were a close second. And we should also. Um, I mean, you called them the New York Giants earlier. I know exactly. <laughs> Whoops on me. But um, you know, Victor mentioned this earlier. Um, Monica's brother Bill Bay. What a hero in this whole thing. You ever heard um, Monica? It was interesting. I'll, I'll play you a great. All right, one more great Monica story. But let me finish. Bill Bay, Monica's brother, always the all star to Monica, and they were both big San Francisco Giants fans together until Monica turned to the evil empire on the dark side. But um, if any of you are Law & Order or Broadway fans, you may have heard of Elaine Stritch. Elaine Stritch was a guest on Law & Order for many years. He was the flamboyant defense attorney who was always um, battling with Jack McCoy. She was great. She also had a one-man-woman show on Broadway. She was on Ladies Who Lunch, I guess, back in the 60s. Anyway, Monica, um, she was Monica's um, aunt, aunt or cousin. No, her aunt. Um, and by the way, fun yeah. fact, I don't think she would mind my telling you, Monica Bay is Monica Bay as in Bay's English muffins. And right. so Elaine Stritch was also part of this family. So we actually got to meet Elaine Stritch backstage one time. And um, Monica was <laughs> like, oh, she's going to think I'm <laughs> off cousin she's never heard of. But Elaine Stritch could not have been more gracious. Monica, in that raspy Elaine Stritch voice. Monica! I'm like, wow, that's cool. So I got to meet Elaine Stritch through Monica. And a whole bunch of good English muffins, too. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, United Airlines. How did we get through this oh, hour right. without talking about Monica and her love for United <laughs> Airlines? Spilling more personal stories. Monica's dad was a pilot for United. Monica's mom was a flight attendant for United. And Monica was 1K on United. That's what you get when you fly umpteen million miles. And uh, Monica enjoyed that status. And she used to call it the 1K shuffle. Because if you had 1K status, you'd shuffle toward the front so you could get on first. So people couldn't get their overhead baggage in before yours. Right. That was back in the days when people liked United. Yeah. Oh, and Victor had a good one, too. She was Alec Baldwin's mom on 30 Rock. Who could forget that? Thanks, Victor. Elaine Stritch was, not Monica. <laughs> right, 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 right. right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think Monica could have pulled it off, though. I, I think she could have pulled it off, yeah. yeah well, Monica was in the original cast of Friends, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no. All right. Well, this is this has really been great. I really appreciate uh, all the all the uh, folks in the audience here who took some time to share their memories. Uh, and uh, thanks to uh, all of you folks on the on the panel here for sharing your memories and for also uh, being uh, not getting the chance to share your own stories this week. But we'll we'll get back to that next week and get back to the usual course of things. Um, until then. Uh, 
think that does it for this week's show. Thanks to everybody again. And uh, we'll be back next week. And maybe we'll talk about actual news next week. Who knows? Here's to Monica. <laughs> Here's to Monica. Thanks for putting this together, Bob. Yep. Yeah, thanks. Bye. Bye, everyone. See y'all.